0: Happy Mother's Day. 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 Happy
1: Day. Happy Mother's Day and welcome to today's service. Even though we can't be together today, I hope the service helps you feel connected and brings you joy in these times. If you haven't already, please follow us on Facebook, both at Evangel Pentecostal Church and, if you have children, on the Children's Ministry Facebook page, EPC Kids Ministry. Please turn on your notifications so that you'll be notified of all the updates on these pages. Also, try and remember to check your junk email folder each week. There are emails sent out, and we wouldn't want you to miss any of them. So, enjoy the service, have a wonderful day, and God bless you.
2: I'm just here to let you know that even though we can't meet inside this building right now, we can minister outside of these doors and that's really the most important thing that we can do right now. As most of you know um, the first Saturday of every month we have a team from our church that serves at the Kerr Street Mission. We serve a hot breakfast, we prepare it together, we serve it, we mingle with the clients. It's a great experience and we've done that for many many years. Due to the restrictions around COVID-19, we weren't able to continue to meet together to provide that kind of breakfast. But Kerr Street Mission called us and asked if we would do something alternatively. They asked if we would provide a takeaway breakfast, and we were happy to do that. Now the challenge was being able to do an online grocery order for the amount of food that we needed. We wanted to provide muffins for one thing, And you know how it is with online orders sometimes the day that you go to pick it up you don't get what you've ordered and then there would be an issue thankfully metro across the street worked with us we spoke with the manager and he was all too happy to help us out not only did he want to help us fill the big order but he gave us fifty dollars in credit towards that on the friday before we were able to go to metro and pick up all of the groceries meeting the manager in the store. Everything was provided and we were so grateful. We brought all the food back here where we made up the individualized bags. We put together a bag that had a muffin, a cheese string, a clementine, a juice box, along with the ordinary things that we would have when we're there like a napkin, an information pamphlet about who we are, and some chocolate. So it was really great to be able to make up those bags. The next step, was having a couple of our team members come to the church and pick up all the bags on Saturday morning to deliver them to the Kerr Street Mission. They loaded them all up in their van and were able to drive there and deliver them all at a safe distance. So we're very grateful for the opportunity to be able to continue to meet the needs of some of the most vulnerable in our community. It means so much to us and we want to do the same thing next month should we not be able to meet together to make another hot meal. God bless.
3: Good morning, everyone, and happy Mother's Day to my mom, hi mom, and to all the mothers out there. May God bless you on this day as we remember you and your sacrifice and all that you do. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, and thank you for mothers. Lord God, please bless them and strengthen them and help them to continue to provide and to nurture and to do all of the things that a mother is called to do, and it is so difficult. So ask for your strength and your encouragement. And please help us children to love our mothers and to show that love to them, to show that appreciation. And Lord God, we offer up this time to you. May you be honored and glorified. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. you sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mother's Day, everyone. I just wanted to let you know that about a month ago, I challenged all of the kids to memorize Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18, and Mateo was the very first one to do that, so that all of you can see it today. Here is Mateo.
0: Hi, Pastor Jennifer. We miss you too. Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to take your stand against the devil's schemes. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. When you have done everything to stand, stand firm, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which can extinguish all the flaming arrows from the evil one. Take the helmet of the salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in all times with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for the saints.
1: Well, wasn't that fantastic? Don't you just... Love seeing and hearing our kids. I really miss all of you, but I really miss our kids just running around, all the energy, the joy. Now, I know you're thinking, I can't relate to that right now. We have been in quarantine for weeks in the same house, and, and you know, you wish you could maybe send them off somewhere else. But, uh, you know, we're really, really missing them. So great job. Today, I want to take the opportunity to wish all the moms a happy Mother's Day and also to introduce our guest speaker this morning. Today, we have the privilege of having Joanne Goodwin share with us. Joanne has been a good friend of ours for a very long time, and what we really love and appreciate about Joanne is her vulnerability, her authenticity, her willingness to talk about the difficult subjects and to really touch us in a very special way. Today, Joanne has prepared a very special Mother's Day message that I believe we all need to hear and apply to our lives. So sit back, enjoy, and let God speak to you today through Joanne's message.
4: Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for letting me into your living room. I love the decor. I love the pajamas you're wearing. You got your coffee. Some of you have snacks. I got my coffee. Wouldn't this be beautiful every Sunday morning if you could come in in your pajamas with a cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah. It's Mother's Day though. And you know, what does that mean when I say that? When you hear happy Mother's Day, like some of you, you got great kids, you got a wonderful mother, and you think, yay, I'm going to celebrate all this wonderful motherhood. And some of you are thinking it brings sadness. Maybe your kids are lost and in dark places and you're worried and you're concerned and so it kind of brings a pain to you and some of you god forbid have lost a child can't even imagine that kind of agony and some of you don't have your own children and some of you have planned it that way and you're delighted and you're happy some of you don't have biological children and it hurts you and it brings a pain to you because you really wanted to have your own children just we all have different ideas. Some of you, maybe you never really had a mother who cared for you. Some mothers have abandoned their children at birth. Some kept them and just abused them. And I mean, mother holds a different picture for so many of us. But I, I hope that as we talk about this Mother's Day, I'm not going to do the whole Proverbs 31 thing. We all know we can't do that. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's, it's there, it's, it's good. But you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about how God mothers us and comforts us. And you say, well, hey, you know, you can't, you can't just say that. Well, you know, I can. In, in Isaiah 66, verse 13, it says, As a mother comforts a child so will i comfort you god said that himself to his people as a mother comforts a child so will i comfort you and i want to talk about some of the comfort the lord gives to us his mothering his nurturing and you know often we relate that more to a woman i i know it's not always fair because some men are much more nurturing than their wives um my husband is a nurturer and he's really good at it and he's fabulous at it but it doesn't mean that that also doesn't mean that if you're a nurturer, it doesn't mean as a woman that you can't also be a strong warrior for God. And a... But it's just that some of these associations are usually made towards women. We tend to be seen as the more nurturing. And, you know, they've done some great leadership studies. And when they discovered the leadership styles of men and women, they have often found that women tend to be more nurturing towards their staff, more inclusive so, I don't know. So, we're just going to call it the mothering part of God. Um, you know, in that verse I just read to you that um, he said, as, as, I, as a mother comforts a child, so will I comfort you. Do you know that comes from Isaiah 66? And in Isaiah chapters 56 to 66, are, it, it contains an oracle that was written to God's people after exile and after the second temple was built. And you know, some of the people when they saw the new temple wept because they remembered the old one. They remembered the one with all its glory that that Solomon had built. and, And they longed for the old. And some people left family behind in Babylon and some of them died in Babylon and some of them are still there. And they're back in their homeland but they're under foreign rule now and it's just not the same as it was. And so in that oracle to them he says, as, as, a, um, as a mother comforts a child, so will I comfort you. And, you know, I was thinking of this pandemic. When it's over, people say, oh, it'll never be the same. Everything's going to be different. And I, I don't know. I don't know what it'll look like. Some people will have lost their businesses. Some people will have lost a loved one who had to die alone. Finances, situations, school, I don't know what it's going to look like. But perhaps this same thing can apply to us. Perhaps God is saying to you, be comforted. I can comfort you just like your mother comforts you. I've got that here for you. You know, one of the ways that um, when I think of a, a mother's comfort, I show it by cooking. I cook. I love to cook for my children. I love to bake for my children. That's how I show them love, one of the ways. It's just, you know, even during this pandemic, Easter... Easter Sunday, you know, we took a big basket of homemade pancakes and sauce and whipped cream and strawberries. And my homemade cupcakes, oh, they were beautiful. Green and yellow and pink, beautiful little Easter eggs on top. That's how I was showing them my love. Look what I've done for you to show you my love. Well, you know, I, I like to say we have a God who sometimes cooks for us. Yeah, well, there's a couple examples in the Bible. One of them was in the Old Testament in First Kings 19 when Elijah, who had just had a, a huge victory, he, um, he you know, the, with the prophets of Baal, and they wanted to pray down fire, and they begged their gods, and they did everything they could, and they danced, and they called, and no fire. Then Elijah said, not only will I call down fire, but soak this baby with water. They poured water all over the thing, and he prayed, and of course, God came, consumed the, the sacrifice, consumed the altar, licked up the water, it says, Great, a great victory. And then the prophets of Baal were destroyed. And then he heard that Jezebel, the wicked queen, was going to kill him. I guess he got scared. Maybe he got depressed. Maybe you get the blues after a big victory. Sometimes that happens. But he ran away. And at one point, he left his servant aside and said, let me let, just go into the desert. I'm just going to go into the desert by myself. And he did. And he, he found a broom tree. I don't know what a broom tree is. I could have researched it, but I didn't bother. I heard the word broom, thought of housekeeping. I don't like broom trees. Actually, apparently, it's a kind of a sheltering, low-level tree. He went under that tree, and he said, God, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Kill me. Pretty low state to be in. But what I like is, God didn't immediately go to him and say, okay, Look what I just did. And now you're sitting here saying you want to die. Come on, what's your problem? Get up. You are not trust me anymore? No, you know what he did? It said the angel of the Lord woke him up and said, I baked you some bread over coals. And I got a jug of cold water here for you. We see the angel of the Lord is a phrase that's used many times in the Old Testament to mean uh, a manifestation of God himself or Jesus. Uh, We call it a a theophany. Uh, Somehow God manifests himself in his presence. You know several examples of that. Uh, the fourth man in the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the voice out of the burning bush, Moses heard. Manifestations of God. So when we hear the angel of the Lord, we know this is a, a manifestation of God himself. And instead of getting mad at him, he cooked bread for him. Do you love this? I'm a mother. I love this. Woke him up and said, Eat. So he, he ate and he drank some of the water. Then he went back to sleep. Then the angel of the Lord returned and woke him up again and said, Okay, eat. I got some more here for you. Eat. Rest. And then he said, I want you to go up to that, the Mount, uh, what was that Mount? Horeb. <laughs> I want you to go up there and uh, I'm going to speak to you up there. And you. Know, that's the same mountain where Moses heard the uh, burning bush speak to him. Anyways, he went up there. He journeyed over to it, having been strengthened by the food and the rest. And he went up into this cave. And then God said to him, okay, what are you doing here? I don't know if he said it like that. I'm saying it like a Jewish mother. What are you doing here? But he said, what are you doing here? And out came his complaint. And he said, you know, I have been zealous for you, God. But they wouldn't accept your covenant. And they broke down your altars. And and they're killing all the prophets. And I'm the only one left. And then the voice said to him, go out on the side of the mountain. I'm, I'm going to pass by. My presence is going to pass by. So he stood out there. And this magnificent wind that just rocked everything. And then the earthquake that shook and the rocks shook. And then a fire. But each time it said God was not in the wind. God was not in the fire. God was not in the earthquake. And then came a gentle, still voice. And that was God. And then he said to him for the second time, Okay, Elijah, what are you doing here? And he poured out his complaint again. I'm the only one left. They wouldn't accept you. They tore down the hospital. And they're trying to kill me and you know. And then God said to him, he said, okay. He talked to him, and we're assuming the gentle voice was still going on. He's not slapping him upside the, the head. He's saying, okay, listen, Elijah, this is what I want you to do. He gave him instructions. I want you to go down there. I want you to anoint Elisha. I want you to do this. And, da, da, da. and uh, by the way, there are 7,000 still who have not bowed to Baal. Uh, you all know that story, but, but to me, the gentleness with which God treated him, fed him, let him sleep, gave him some more bread, then gave him an audiovisual presentation, showing that he wasn't always in these great things, but sometimes he was a gentle voice. He cooked for him. I love that. And the New Testament we have an example of him cooking for us too. Uh, this is a beautiful verse, John 21:12 come and have breakfast. You know who said that? Jesus. The disciples are in the boat. Jesus is on the shore. Now this is after his resurrection. He has seen the disciples. We think this is the third time. The first time he appeared with the disciples and and Thomas wasn't there. The next time, uh, uh, Thomas was there and he saw all of them. And then this time he was on the shore and he saw them fishing, not very successfully. He said, boys, throw the net on the other side. And they did, and they hauled so many fish they couldn't even get the nets into the boat. And then John recognized, it's the Lord. And so they went whipping off to the shore. Of course, Peter first, because Peter is, in my estimation, a little bipolar. He's either denying Jesus or he's the first one to step out of the boat anyway. So Jesus, so Peter runs to the shore Because Jesus is saying, come and have breakfast. (laughs) He cooked fish for them. And he made bread for them. We don't have any indication that Jesus had ever approached Peter before this about what he had done. About his denying him three times. We don't have any indication that did. So this was probably the first time. So they ate. Everybody was comfortable. They had lots of fish. Everything was good. Then Jesus takes Peter aside and says, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I do. Okay, but Peter, do, do you love me? Oh, Lord, you know I do. Why are you asking this? And then again, Peter, do you love me? I don't know. Sometimes people say three times because he denied him three times. I don't know. But when God asked him, when Jesus asked him those questions, he then said, now I have work for you to do. Didn't throw him out because he'd been an idiot. He didn't put him aside because he hadn't been perfect. He just reaffirmed his love. You're mine, aren't you, Peter? You're mine. Okay, feed my sheep and follow me. Two beautiful examples of God cooking for us. As a mother cooks for a child. As a mother comforts a child. I just love those. Maybe it's because I have this thing about food. I love food. I love it too much, but. So then, that's literally cooking for them. And then we have that verse in the psalm, Psalm 23, 5, where it says, He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Wow. In the presence of your enemies? Some say the shepherd and sheep analogy is carried on down to verse 5. Some say, no, it's a whole new one. He's now presenting himself as a host. He's prepared a banquet for them. But the key part is it's in the presence of their enemies. And so that can say to us today, what is the enemy surrounding you right now? Is it the outcome of this pandemic? Have Have you lost your business? Have you lost a lot of money? Have you Lost a loved one, God forbid. What are you going through? Is it finances? Is it trouble in the family? What is it? What are you going through? And I believe God says to us, in the middle of all that, I am spreading a table for you. I will feed you. I will comfort you. In the middle of all this. He comforts us today. He makes a table for us today. Today. So he doesn't literally feed us now, but how does he feed us and comfort us now? I think there are several ways. One is when we come to the table of the Lord, communion. We come to participate in the body and the blood, to remember. And when you're feeling down and overwhelmed by the enemy around you, to pause and take time to remember, this is the price you paid for me. I really am forgiven. You really do love me. And the community of it, you're doing it with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. That fellowship, that communion, that's one of the ways He comforts us. Another way He comforts us now is, um, I just lost my place there. Oh, yeah, is sometimes with, just with His scripture. Sometimes you can read the scriptures and, you know, you do it a lot and you read it, but every once in a while, God uses one scripture specifically to speak comfort into your heart. I remember once I was going through something and uh, terribly concerned for someone in my family. Terrified for someone in my family. Panic was starting to grip my heart because there was nothing I could do. And I was saying, God, God, what are you doing? You know, it immediately popped into my head. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. I didn't even know where it was in the Bible. I found out later it's in Psalm 62. I don't remember ever having learned it, but it jumped into my spirit. And immediately I felt the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit. Find rest, O my soul. Where? In this? Or maybe you can do that? No, in God alone. In God alone. And I was comforted. Sometimes we have to teach our children how to soothe themselves, how to self-soothe. Sometimes with a blankie or somebody, when you're not right there, they can soothe themselves. I have a little grandson. God love him. Beautiful. Two years old. Gorgeous. And we saw him doing this a couple times, and we were quite surprised. He was upset. He wasn't getting his way, and he didn't like that. I can't, he says. He was mad. But then he sort of stood at the wall and went, and then he had another little cry, and then and then he turned around and he was okay. And we were saying, is he, is he learning to self-soothe? Has he just learned how to soothe himself? Sometimes we need to do that when we can't sense the comfort of God. I was driving down the highway one day, overwhelmed with grief again for someone that I loved very much and i didn't know what to do and i didn't and i remember saying to god god please please if i ever needed to feel to sense your presence and your comfort it's now and nothing nothing so i self-soothed i said god i really i really wanted to feel your presence but since i cannot feel it i will rest on what i know to be true and I know you hold me and my children in the palm of your hand. A couple months later, it was Mother's Day. And you know what someone gave me for Mother's Day? A ceramic figurine of a hand with a child nestled in it. Had God heard me on the highway? Yeah. Did I automatically feel his comfort? No. I self-soothed. I encouraged myself with the things that I knew to be true from his word. Sometimes he comforts us through the people of God. Community, that's why we need each other. I remember one time at our church camp. Again, I guess I get overwhelmed a lot in my life. Overwhelmed with personal pain that I didn't know how to deal with. And I went up to the altar And I just cried. And this retired minister came up to me. He saw my pain. He felt my pain. He just put his arms around me and cried with me. Oh, and then he prayed too, but he cried with me. If that man could feel that for me. Is that how my Jesus sees me. He weeps with us. He feels our pain. The people of God. I'm suggesting to you today that God can even speak to you sometimes through music. He brings back a spiritual song or a hymn or a a something and you're touched. Very concerned about someone in my family another time. And I heard the song. There is always a place at the table. There's a feast that is waiting all your own. Your place, listen to this one. Your place is set each time the family gathers. But it will never be the same till you are home. Some of you need to come to the table. It's set there for you. Some have been away from the table and you think, no, I gotta come back. I need the comfort and love of a nurturing parent right now. I need to be fed. Come to the table. Somebody already at the table, but maybe you've pushed back a little, time to pull up close. Time to pull your chair up close to the table. And taste of the food. And let him speak to you. And if you have never known the comfort and love. Of a caring mother. You can get it directly from him. Not only is he a father to the fatherless. He is a mother to the motherless. Pull into the table. Come home. Come home. Father I'm asking you. To just. Put that that thing in people's heart like you do that says come home. I ask you, Father, to, to encourage us to pull up closer to the table, to sense you, to eat from your banqueting table. Do this, Lord, this morning as we sit in your presence, as we sit in our living rooms, as we or together with our family, speak to us. In our hearts, we pray. Amen. God bless you.
3: You, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails. sing of it, to speak of it, no matter what, Lord God, you reign on high, you are in control, and you are good. Thank you, God. Sing, I love your voice. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. As a father, I've known you ever. So, so good Running after me. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so so good. With I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are good. We give you our lives, our hearts, our minds, all that we have and all that we are. Help us to follow after you no matter what and to trust in your goodness and your mercy and your love and to love you with all of our hearts and all of our souls and all of our minds and all of our strength. Thank you, God. You are good. We pray these things in in your name, Lord
1: Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Joanne, for sharing that incredible message with us this morning. Something we all need to hear, something we all need to respond to. And so today I just want to encourage you as we bring our service to a conclusion to consider the things that Joanne has said today. And if we can be of any assistance to you, please contact us, call us email us and we'll do the best we can to get to you as soon as we can we're praying for you be encouraged keep going and have a fantastic week god bless you and once again all the moms happy mother's day